This is Movie and a Beer, a podcast based in Portland, Oregon, where you can share in our discussion about movies and what beers go best with them. From classic cinema to the latest blockbuster, we all can use a little help figuring out what beers to enjoy in the theater or at home. So listen in and explore with us the vast world of ales and lagers to pair up with your movie experience. Hello and welcome to Moving to Beer. My name is Dan Kapersky and tonight we have with us cartoon car expert Blake Hunt and Randall Garcia. On this episode we're discussing the 2019 Oscar nominated film Ford vs. Ferrari. Yeah. Vroom vroom. And the four beers that we enjoyed while we watched it um, were quite wonderful. Uh, we will discuss those momentarily. This is a 1960s era race car movie that follows the well-known battle between Ford Motor Company and Ferrari of Italy. They try to win this 24-hour race called Le Mans, which occurs in France. It's directed by James Mangold, who also directed Logan, the Wolverine, A Night and Day, 310 to Yuma, and a number of other things. So well-known Hollywood director. It is pretty much a non-stop action vibe for a little about two hours. There are a few slower action, less action moments that That'd be amazing have, for a, a slower action moment. Yeah, I like it, it. It, it. They do a lot of stuff in the movie. They discuss and show you the process that they go through in building and developing uh, the race car. Uh, it's got two really well-known actors in it. Uh, the male leads are Ken Miles, which is played by Christian Bale, and he's a crazy race car driver and car tinker and builder and knows a lot about him. And then Carol Shelby, which is a well-known race car driver and then became a builder and car salesman of his own vehicles and modifications to vehicles. Uh, He was very hand-in-hand with the Ford Motor Company for a number of decades and he was played by Matt Damon. Do you guys have any specific thoughts other than lots of technical jargon, engineering, they show you the roadblocks that they ran into as they were developing the cars, the risk involved in Doing race car driving, the fact that they could die at any time. Well, not to testing. get not to get too technical, and it's a little bit of gearhead talk. So buckle up, guys. Cars have wheels. Generally, four. All these cars had four but wheels. But a lot of them have five. You count the steering wheel. Oh. And these race cars didn't have spare tires on them, so you would be correct. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Actually, for some reason, I thought they all did. <laughs> it never occurred to me they didn't. Yeah, I God, I really like this movie. I. I watch pretty much anything with Christian Bale or Matt Damon in it, so this is just like a double dip for me. It's true. I felt like I was watching Batman and Robin. Sort of. <laughs> Batman and, and Will hunting. <laughs> That's the crossover we need. Good Batman hunting. You like apples. How about these apples? They just punch them. That hilarious. Knowing nothing about cars, all the, the... I thought they did a pretty good job making the jargon not sound like gibberish. Yeah, it, the it, dialogue was great. Uh, dialogue was great. The editing was great. It, the pacing of it was great. It was a super long movie, but it, they kept the action going for a. They they were able to sustain it really well with the editing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the one drawback about this film is being sort of a period piece from the sixties. I was kind of hoping to hear like more music from that era. I mm-hmm. think it would really helped draw the audience in, but they didn't really do that. I wasn't really impressed with any of the the music. There really wasn't a lot. Long- I think uh, all yeah. their money went towards the uh, the talent. Yeah. And the yeah. recreation. The, the looks looked accurate to the time. Yeah, the, the period portions of the neighborhood and the houses and mm-hmm. the airports and the vehicles that they were driving and interacting with, they all felt very realistic to that period. 
and I'm sure they were, because it wasn't that long ago. I wanted to double down on the, it didn't feel like a two and a half hour movie, because mm. we legit, while watching, like, man, this is really good. How much movie is left? An hour? Yeah. It was what? almost three hours. How? <laughs> yeah, a long film. A lot, lot happening, though. You know, as as mentioned, the, the writing was really good, except towards the end, it they spent a considerable amount of time with the final Amans race, which, of course, that was the purpose of the whole movie. They did not really talk at all about the other teams. Mm-hmm. Ford had three teams that competed. This was just, you know, Christian Bale was one of the drivers for one of the teams that also had multiple drivers on each team. So it kind of like, if you're going to focus on the two main characters like that, at least mention some of the other drivers and the other teams and don't just leave them out because in the end plot spoil they want to get a picture of all three cars crossing the finish line together so they do that and you know causes issues but there's some political kind of ramifications around that and then later on after the final race the blue shell happens they they continue to develop their cars uh they continue to race but they really glance over the reality of like oh and by the way he goes out and test drives and dies and they just glance over it like they give it 30 seconds on the screen it was kind of brief and i'm like you're spending all this time developing this character his relationship with his kid the relationship with his wife and then relationship you know between this driver and carol shelby who's the guy behind the car who's building it and helping it and so the the, the movie ends with him giving this wrench that got thrown at him back to the family and it's like that's that's really gross i'm sorry that was really <laughs> dumb that wasn't to me appropriate like oh here he threw this at me and uh, here it might mean something to you not real trivia matt damon's first take was him throwing the wrench at the child <laughs> oh. <laughs> no nah, that's not real uh, actual trivia i read up on damon and bale having both played uh jason Bourne and batman respectively loved their fight scene because it was just not choreographed at all it wasn't like hours of practice and doing this whole routine. It's just like looking like two dudes who can't fight fighting. It was awesome. That's a fight that I'd like to see. Batman and Jason Bourne. Oh, Batman would win. But I think we're so? Not here to, we're not really? Here to, I don't know. Jason man. Bourne's pretty Jason tight, man. Jason Bourne's uh, kind of a psychopath. Prep time Batman can stop anything. Yeah. Yeah, but if he doesn't have his stupid suit on, he yeah. he's he still Bruce crying. Wayne and knows how to fight. Okay, well. He, dro- he drops he, the clowns in the Dark Knight. Just he, he relies way too much on his gear. So, but we're digressing. Uh, I yeah, agree. So. I agree. Let's talk about the beers. Let's let's move on. Okay. So, if we had a break in the podcast, this is going to be a little shorter episode. Um, this would be where the break would happen. Okay. So, welcome back to Moving a Beer. Uh, during the wonderful movie Ford versus Ferrari, uh, we chose to try four different beers. We had two American beers, locally produced lagers, uh, going up against two Italian lagers that were imported. Uh, since the race was against, you know, U.S. versus Italian, whatever, we decided to go, I decided to go ahead and try and find a couple of Italian beers. We, we got one called Peroni, which is a pretty well-known Italian pilsner. Yeah, I didn't realize how well-known it was until I referenced it at work, and so I was like, it was like oh, there's like two Italian beers. I said, yeah, Peroni? Yeah. Yes. Peroni, and then the other one that we had was uh, Beer Moretti. And the Lothentica is the name of that one. But we, we paired them. We tried to, I tried to do every other. So I started with Barlick Brewing's Dad Beer, which is a pre-prohibition lager. It's a 4.8% made with, you know, all of these, what you would call adjunct lagers, have some sort of corn in them. And that helps them be cheaper to produce. And that's Makes what the sense. term adjunct means. 
it's not all malt. It does include either rice or corn or something else to provide the bulk of the sugars that are used. I in think that's the, what Bud Light does. Yes. Because their recent thing was like, we're all natural. We just have these three things. Like, that's smart tactic. Yeah. So the uh, Barlick Brewing Dad Beer was probably the least favorite out of the four of them. Uh, the, I moved on to Peroni, which is pretty bright. It does have a considerable little sweet and bitter hit up front, and it does have a bit of effervescence. It's not nearly as flavor forward as Dad Beer is, so I like that one probably third place. Uh, I then moved on to uh, Level Brewing's Let's Play, which is a dry hop German style Pilsner. Uh, we, most of us have had that beer before, really clean, classic, what you would call a hybridized German Pilsner style. It does use dry hopping, which is an American technique, not typically used in Germany. Really herbal, grassy, light floral hop front, um, super malt, you know, cracker thin body that kind of balanced really well. Had a good amount of carbonation and a dry, bitter finish. And then the last one we had was, again, the Beer Moretti Authentica which is just a, what's classified as a European pale lager, which is a clear, pale, golden color, gentle aroma, really sweet, bready malts. Uh, the cereal grains in this and the, the kind of sweeter aspect of it uh, really masked any kind of bitterness that it might have had. It did have some obvious hops that are in it, but those were very secondary to what was going on in regards to the malt. You know, it did have a little bit of complexity, but very easy and drinkable. Mm-hmm. And I think, for my opinion, the best out of the four. So what do you guys think of the beers? I was bummed about the dad beer. I really do like the dad beer, but I'm wondering if the can we got was just not up to snuff like the draft was. So usually whenever I go to Barrel, I get at least a dad beer to, well, I think about my next choices. But I I think for me it was the Peroni. was uh was the first over the checkered flag line. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. I, I feel like Peroni is kind of like the PBR of Italy. It's that might you know, be why I liked yeah. it. <laughs> it's pretty easy to drink, and it's it's mm-hmm. you know you can't really go wrong with that. I thought the dad beer was actually not bad though. I really enjoyed it. Nice. And the fact that I'm the only dad here, it felt maybe appropriate for me to drink. As far as what we would recommend, definitely it says is a longer movie. It doesn't feel like a longer movie. Uh, we recommend getting something that's lighter in body. Yeah. Something that's easy drinkable, you, you don't have to pay attention to it as much. You could have your kids watch the film with you if you want. It's not necessarily a horrible film with, there's no nudity, there is a few moments of foul language, but those are f- pretty slim. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to think what they even were now. Yeah, there there is some adult humor involved. Obviously, they're guys that work on cars, so their point yeah. of view on life is a little bit that of a mechanic. Yes. I think the action, like the driving scenes, will make up for any kind of like adult like issues or politics that you know we as adults understand. Like, oh man, this guy has a big moral dilemma where kids are like, I don't know what that is, but this car is going fast. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, they they do make the Ford executives and the people in charge of the racing team out to be kind of villains. Mm-hmm. And I do, I know we we discussed a little bit that we had read Ford sort of backed off of the movie and it's not being necessarily promoted from their company. Yeah, they didn't like it. <laughs> that was another piece of trivia I forgot about. They were like, we don't like how you're making Henry Ford II look like a bad guy. <laughs> well, he's not really a bad guy. He's just looking out for the company from his perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the movie paints him like as a big obstacle. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's not helping the situation out. He's more of an obstacle, like you said. I think that 
they did a really good job on making this one hell of a long TV commercial for Ford. Because this is a car commercial. I mean, literally a car commercial. The way that they kind of threw away the actors at the end. Mm. I mean, they won the race, and then they they show you the facts at the end of the movie on the screen. Hey, you know, they continued on and won Le Mans for the next five years in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat... The whole point was they tried to buy Ferrari. Ferrari turned them down, called them names. They got mad. They wanted to build this car. They competed, and then they won. So that's it in a nutshell. It's not a hard movie to watch. Nope. Drink an easy beer Mm -hmm. and just enjoy the ride. I'm going to buy a Ferrari. You could could build one out of a kit. Ooh. Now we're talking. You could get a kit car. They're they're considerably cheaper. You just have to have a mechanic in the garage to build it. A Ferrari kit? Yeah. Oh, wow. Does the kit come with flame decals? Because that makes the car go faster. It, it depends on are you getting a remote control car or are you getting an actual full-size car? It does increase... Full-size, the, dog? It, the, the flame decals do increase your carbon footprint, though. You gotta be, yeah, that's Unless true. you hand paint them on with soy paint that's recycled. Right. right. It's got to be recycled. Well, if you're using soy paint, is it even a flame decal? <laughs> All right. So... I think but, that brings us to the end of our episode. I think we have three thumbs up on the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, find a light, good Pilsner, or, mm-hmm. or an Italian Pilsner if you prefer, or just an easy drinking beer to go with it. You don't have yeah. to be super cheap. We, we thought about going cheap, but we didn't go super cheap with yeah. it. No, yeah. So. We, did, we did good. Nice I, job. Uh, Randall made a good point of uh, drinking beer to the quality of the vehicles that were being put together. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's fair. These are pricey, you know, how much w- was the Ford car they developed? Like a seven million dollars, oh, an insane yeah. number. That today is like um, all of the money. It's all the money. <laughs> it's it's hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh yeah, and they do they for do a cost car that. for a car to race for any one race. one car. Yeah, incredible prices. It's insane. So all right, well, thank you all for listening to Movie and a Beer. Uh, as always, the opinions expressed in this episode are those of the hosts. And if you do enjoy a beverage while watching a film, remember to hydrate. Or dihydrate. Or dihydrate. So uh, this is Dan Kapersky signing off. This is also Blake, also signing off, also. And Randall, signing off. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good evening, and we'll talk to you next episode. Thanks for listening. This has been Movie and a Beer. Stay tuned for future episodes and features to be added to our website and podcast. And please remember to drink responsibly and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate.